Hey, what's up, guys? This is episode five of the Young Married Marketers podcast. And this episode, we're going to talk about firing clients, <laughs> which sounds kind of crazy. But essentially, uh, really what we want to talk about is if you're a business owner or just starting to get into business, the importance of being really selective on who you work with. Um, here's the thing about businesses and clients and customers. Um, and a lot of you out there that are running businesses successfully right now probably realize this is there's going to be some clients or customers that want to pay you, but for some of those customers, they're going to give you a massive headache. (laughs) And that may mean just the amount of money they're paying you for your service. They just give you so much grief. Um, they may, just cause a lot of issues with the business and you end up spending most of your time with those customers uh, at the expense of the rest of your happy, wonderful customers, right? Um, and so that's one thing we're realizing. It's kind of scary too when you're getting started in business. Like you want to take on everybody, right? Uh, if someone raises their hand to your services, you just want to you want to jump into it. But the issue is, again, like we t- we spoke about, there's sort of like an eighty twenty principle, right? And if you haven't if you haven't dove into the eighty twenty principle, I would one thousand percent suggest you do that. Just like there's a law of gravity, for some odd reason, there's this eighty twenty principle that works in business and life. And um, there's a good book. It's called The One Thing. Gary Keller wrote that book. He's a I think he owns Keller Williams. And then there's another book just called 8020 by Richard Koch. But essentially in business, um, this applies to your customer base. And um, I'm sure if you were to dig into your revenue, uh, depending on what type of business is, you're going to realize that most of your revenue, about 80% of it's going to come from about 20% of the folks you work with. Um, which is really interesting. And so you'll also realize about 80% of your headaches or issues with clients are going to come from 20% um, of that list. And so it's identifying, hey, who are the customers that probably aren't the best fit with us? And it's kind of it's kind of a weird thing to figure out, right? Is, hey, at, at some point to make your business more efficient, you may need to fire some clients. <laughs> and I've dealt with this in my photography business. Um, definitely when I started out, I wanted to take on every client as much as possible just to get experience and get a big client list. But like Colin was saying, most of those people were giving me headaches. And even just this week, even just yesterday, um, I dealt with that again, just a a client that was dragging on um, conversation questions that, I mean, I'm here to answer questions, but questions that were just like nagging questions and um, almost like disrupting my morning and she hasn't even booked yet. So there's another one. Like, honestly, I'm okay if she doesn't book because I could tell that um, after the session, she might um, give me a little difficulty. So I'm not going to press for that one. But then on the other side, I had a client that was booked super easy, was so excited to book. We got a session uh, set up a week later, did the session. Um, one of my, by, by far the best session I've ever done um, just delivered the photos and she was so happy. She even upselled um, and is posting all over Instagram and tagging me. So those are two examples of what we're talking about right now. Yeah. And practically people might be like, okay, how do I know if I have a good client? How do I know like who's a bad client? And kind of the practical way to, to figure out like, hey, who's my ideal client is um, it's actually really simple. And I would, I would 
um, encourage you not to overthink it. A, a good client, one that you want to keep around forever, is a client that, um, let's say you are uh, a marketing company, they have the money, right? Because uh, if any business you're in, you're going to realize some people just don't, can't afford your services, right? And there's some people that, you know, again, they just don't have the money um, or they may try to scrape up here's the thing. If someone has to try to scrape up the money or they're giving you a tough time about your pricing, what do you think that relationship's going to look like long-term, right? The, I promise you they're going to be the client that is nagging you every minute, asking you about where everything's at um, way too often, right? Just compl- analyzing things to the, the 10th degree, just really giving you a tough time. That's what we've come to realize. So that would be like number one is if someone probably doesn't have the money or really puts up a big fight about the investment, whether you're a photographer or a marketing company or um, any other service business, the client that their first conversation is about the price, that's probably uh, a warning sign, I would say, that long-term, they're probably going to give you some some trouble. Lauren's about to say something. What'd because you, you know that you, you already have um, an audience that has said, yes, I want to buy, and they've bought. So just keep going after that audience. Um, if someone gives you a stink about your pricing or what you're offering, um, don't let that stop you from keeping that offer because you know that a bunch of other people already loved it. So you kind of just... Um, move on and don't let that stop you and make a battle through it. Yeah. And here's the thing too, when you, when you can kind of respectively cut those clients loose and, and cutting, cutting a client loose or just not maybe deciding to work with a client doesn't have to be this mean, big breakup, right? It could just be a very polite, you know, at this time we're, we're probably not the best fit sort of conversation, right? Because what that ends up doing is that frees you up to do what? To spend way more quality time with your amazing, just super easy to work with clients, get referrals um, from those clients for their friends that are just like them or similar to them, right? And you get to create a business the way you want to create a business that revolves around working with people that you like, that are super easy to work with, that you can provide great results for, have a long-term relationship where it's completely mutual, right? They have the money. If you're a marketing company, you're helping them generate uh, a ton more cash. So they're happy, right? So that's the benefit. Because again, like even for the guys that are starting up, like a lot of the advice they're given is take on any work you can, right? Like that's, I've heard that time and time again from, uh, you know, like there's a lot of figures out there, authority figures like, you know, Gary Vee's one of them and he has a lot of good messaging, but one of his things is say yes to everything. Um, I'm not at Gary's level, so I, I can't even like try to act like um, I can give great advice. But if I could say anything, I would say like, maybe don't take that advice because what happens is when you're getting started, you you pretty you probably underpriced yourself number one so you're already looking like undervalued for the client or and or the client that's going to take you up because you're cheapest is going to be a client that's going to be <laughs> cheapest right in a lot of respects right and so when you get started if you decide you want to take on everybody you're probably not going to have the best experience you're going to have a lot of headaches because you've just your pool of people you're working with are going to be the ones that are going for the cheapest guy which if you are running out of the gates and that's who you want to be, you're going to attract those characters. And then <laughs> your beginning stages of business are going to be headache filled. I mean, you're always going to have a little bit of stress starting out, right? Cause you're trying to get this snowball rolling, but um, you're really stacking the odds against you if you're picking and you're working with clients that you, you know, are not going to be a good fit, right? Yeah. And you just may not enjoy it and whatever you're doing, you should enjoy it because that's why you're doing it. Yeah. So practically like it, 
what I would say is like how to actually take this whole thing and run with it is identify who your client is, right? Like identify since we're talking about who's a good client and who's probably not the best client for you. Um, in order to, to fit that mold, you kind of have to figure out like, who is that? What do they look like, right? Like, um, what type of business do they run? If you're a marketing company, how do they have, how many employees do they have, right? Like what's their monthly revenue? Do they have a marketing team, uh, an HR department? Like these are some things to consider. Does your bad client tend to be the one, the, the mom and pop shop where they run everything? They're the marketing department. They answer the phones. Um, they run the day to day. If that's your, if that, T- tends to track and, and that ends up being your like not so good client, know that moving forward. So the next client call you have and you, you start asking some of these questions, if they start saying, oh, we run everything, well, that's probably an indicator like, hey, you probably don't want to work with this person, right? If it's photography and you have um, certain pricing and the person really puts up a fight right off the bat, probably tells you, hey, I don't need to fight for this client. Like, this is not going to be a long-term thing most likely, right? Because they're going to get this photo shoot done. They're already not happy about the pricing. They're not going to buy the upsell package for extra photos. They're not going to be happy about that. They're going to have some issues with like, we've seen this before, right? You've taken such amazing photos and then they'll find some issues with it, right? Yeah. Uh, whether it's, they wore a wrinkle shirt, like this is legit. We'll tell you a quick story, you know, nothing, we won't dive too deep into it, but essentially Lauren had a photo shoot, came out great. Shortly after she gets a text, clients like, you know, Hey, I didn't realize I wore a wrinkled shirt. Can you edit? Can you go through all those photos and edit those? Right. And then, you know, Oh, can you, can you also maybe just fit me in for another photo shoot and didn't really want to pay for that. Right. So like, that was kind of like a moment where we realized like, okay, let's politely probably drop this person like great people, but, um, headaches. Right. Yeah. And in Photoshop, you can almost do any type of magic to a photo, but I'm not going to go in I don't even know if I can um, edit out wrinkles in a shirt. So I call and said, you just politely explain to them the situation. Um, I'd be more than happy to take more photos for you. But um, she was, she really didn't even answer. And in that moment, you just know, okay, she's not the type of person I'd like to work with in the future. Um, it's out of my control and she's putting it on me. So you just find the clients that uh, give you really great quality photos and um, service because they'll stay with you and they'll talk great things about you and um, they'll make you love what you do. Yeah, so we'll wrap this whole thing up. It's uh, it's a pretty simple point, but we've we found it to be pretty uh, beneficial when you're when you're running a business is just again being super selective about who you work with because it's probably a slower build right when you when you're more selective but it's worthwhile because you end up building a business only full of people that you like to do business with and it makes life uh, uh, so much easier so um, kind of parting notes I would say if you're a reader um, definitely check out the book the one thing and also check out 8020 um, I'm pretty sure it's called uh, 8020 gosh, like Life and Principles or something like that by Richard Koch. And his last name is K-O-C-H. So anyway, we'll sign off. Uh, We have some really cool, amazing uh, folks that are coming on the podcast here shortly. We got one next week uh, coming on. He's a killer real estate guy. We spoke about him last episode. Uh, Be on the lookout for that. This guy's an absolute beast. I mean, we want to talk about gold nuggets. There's going to be some some nuggets dropped on there that's going to blow your hair back because this guy is, is full of it. Young guy too. So we're excited for that. And we actually got someone who I'm super excited to interview. Um, 
who is running a very successful MLM business that many of you may know, and you may even have some of their products. Yeah, so we're excited. We're going to talk about kind of uh, her journey. And again, more gold nuggets there. So we're going to sign off and we'll catch you on the next episode. See y'all.